Welcome back, everybody. It's time for another episode of The Real World of Sales. The one show that brings in some really interesting people doing the most incredible thing. Talking about how they got there, where it's taken them, with the woman who is riding along in the journey of all these people. Ashley V, our, what do we, what do we call you today? Are you a survival <laughs> coach? I don't know what you are today. Uh, what, yeah. Who, me? <laughs> or Ashley. Where, how do we give Ashley? Oh. Yeah, I, I mean, business coach, sales coach, entrepreneur coach, everything coach. I don't know. You're, advisor. You're, today you're going to coach us. You're an everything yeah. coach? Everything coach. Everything in life. <laughs> Can you coach me how to eat? Dolphins? What? What the <laughs> hell? Oh, okay, oh, no. I did hear about that. I saw that. Oh, well, no, I'm just... So that. bring your guest in. Who's so, your guest that's today? That's inappropriate. That's no inappropriate. more dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Gary Golding today, everybody. He's been on Naked and Afraid seven times. He's one of the top contestants. He's a star. He's a survival expert, nature expert, outdoors expert. He knows all about it. And um, he's also an amazing entrepreneur, teaching outdoor survival classes in Southern California and also doing motivational speaking, all kinds of stuff. So, Gary, um, you know, we want to know all about it. You know, like, how did you get started in nature? Like, what made you do that? Okay, well, thank you. It's nice to be here, by the way, Ashley. (laughs) And um, For sure. You know, I'll tell you what, you you, uh, touched on like how I'm in the business of teaching survival, but I'm more about taking people on adventures, but motivational speaking, I do assemblies all over, all over the nation. And I've done them in New York, Seattle, LA, uh, San Diego. I just did uh, an assembly in San Diego at the Jewish Academy for Rosh Hashanah because I brought live bees and honey because it revolves around honey and apples. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, live bees. So I've taken my knowledge of nature, acted real crazy, uh-huh. and people took notice and said, <laughs> will you come act crazy in front of our kids? Will, will, you, will you teach me and show me nature mm-hmm. and how to have crazy fun in nature? And so yeah, yeah, it's a I pure like passion and love of nature. I was that kid mm-hmm. that always had bees and spiders in a jar and just was fascinated by nature, so right? So you brought all those home. Did your parents say anything? Did they notice some talent there? Well, you know... I was one of those kids that was kind of like, for for Christmas, the aunts and uncles and stuff, I would get right. like insect kits. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. So it was kind yeah. of recognized that I was like that type of kid, right? <laughs> sure, and sure. And, right. Or, and if they didn't know, they nailed it. <laughs> Whoever that auntie or uncle was that got me the insect stuff, mm-hmm. you nailed it. So, <laughs> so basically, awesome. yeah. What I'm getting at is this passion. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell a, a story. Okay. And it starts from a little a little boy, like three years old. I'll start there. Okay. So how I ended up where I'm at today. My grandmother right. and grandfather had a garden in the backyard. They had oranges, lemons, pomegranates, peaches, apricots, blackberries, carrots, everything in their backyard. Wow, sounds amazing. Yeah. So so my I helped my grandfather garden it as a really little boy and mm-hmm. killing gophers with the hose down the garden, uh, d- down the gopher hole. And, <laughs> and mm-hmm. my, my grandfather would go to work. My grandmother would be, uh, she was a housewife, so she'd be cleaning the house. Okay. And she would put me loose in the backyard. It was all fenced in, barefooted, and said, hang up back here. You could eat all the lemons and oranges, do all what you want. I remember her saying, just don't eat the seeds. They cause a tummy ache. 
And I was like, right, that's true. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. So I would hang out in the backyard barefooted and just eat a bunch of fruit. Right. Okay. Okay. I can kind of see where this is going. Okay. Yeah. So, nice. so I knew from a young age, yeah. you eat off of trees, you eat off okay. of plants. I would say that's mm-hmm. almost like a basic nature knowledge survival skill right there. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I remember I swallowed a seed one time from the lemon and I was like, Oh no. And I remember feeling like I'm going to get a tummy ache. Aww. And I didn't. And you're a little kid, yeah. Yeah, I and, and I didn't. Okay. So I started running experiments very young. Oh, okay. And if you've seen me on television, on the challenges, right? I'm definitely mm-hmm. running experiments, right? You eat a lot of interesting stuff, for yeah. sure. More than I've seen anybody else on the show. I've been watching right. for several years. It's really interesting. Yeah, I have the most diverse diet on there, right? I mean, let's be <laughs> yeah. honest, right? Yeah, that's I lived true. off a pot of maggots for three days uh, last <laughs> last challenge. And oh, my gosh. So yeah. now, uh, mm-hmm. and I went viral around the world for eating some crazy stuff off the beach in Laguna. And <laughs> I ate a dead coyote off right. the road in Cambria about three months ago. So, I mean, I eat crazy stuff oh even gosh. now. So, wow. now how ever, does Do you ever get sick from any of that or... It's like your stomach is used to it. Not, not that stuff, okay. and, and, but other stuff. And so now now what I want yeah. to get into is tied into entrepreneurship. So I, start, okay. I swallowed a seed, yeah. and then I didn't get a tummy ache. So I started yeah. running experiments. I started eating all the seeds and the lemons. I just started chewing them up, okay. and I ignored it. And I was like, I would eat three seeds and five seeds, and I was like, I'm not getting a tummy ache. Then I started mm-hmm. getting the peach pits because sometimes the peach seeds will crack open. You see an almond-sized seed in there. Right. I started eating those, and I was like, they're wrong. They, yeah, I'm yeah. not getting a tummy ache. <laughs> and so, so mm-hmm. I, I would have to say I started running experiments early on. I was always barefooted, told okay. not to walk around barefooted because you'll step on glass, mm-hmm. catch a cold. It's bad for your back. Yeah, I heard that as a kid too, right? Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. We hear that as kids. Yeah. It didn't make any sense to me because I had stronger feet than anyone, and I would show off to my cousins, and I would walk on glass. Wow. And I would walk oh on those aloe plants that were kind of spiny and like yeah, cactus. I've seen those. It was mm-hmm. like cactus almost. And I was like, That's how, really good. Yeah, I was like, how does this make any sense? Like my I'm stronger mm-hmm. than everyone in the foot area. So you have like a natural skill and talent there. There's something natural about this that I'm getting into. Okay. So then in school we had these mm-hmm. white bushes, these hedges along the uh in the hallways. Okay. And and I started grabbing the bees off the bushes with my friend mm-hmm. and I learned that they would sting me. And then I yeah. could take my fingernail and take the stinger out real quick, and my hands would just get hot. Okay. And I would let them go. And wow. being an, atten- mm-hmm. an attention-hungry little boy, the kids are all, oh, my God, Gary's grabbing bees. And I let them go. And then oh I took it up a notch, <laughs> and I learned that bees live about an hour to an hour and a half after a sting. Okay. So I didn't I, know that. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Wow. You don't know that. Yeah. But Gary, the little boy, did. And how I knew all these things was through okay. sheer experimentation on my own. Right, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, and that's neat. you learn. It's like you're self-taught in nature. Yes, it, it, there's a degree that's of awesome. that, right? And yeah. so, my fascination mm-hmm. and mischief. So then, what I started doing is getting three bees in each hand after they would sting me, and I would take them into class, me and my friend, okay. and let them go in class. Oh my! And then God. you're like one of those kids. Yeah, I'm one of those <laughs> kids. Yeah, and so they get sluggish, and they started landing in girls' hair and in the class and they're screaming and on the desk and they're on ah, we got to empty the class out and I'm so and now you get to go home for the rest of the day yeah right so I'm told nice. not to get stung by bees not to eat the pits of fruit seeds not to walk mm-hmm. around barefooted okay fast forward and meanwhile I was part of something called Indian guides with YMCA 
where okay. we dress like mm-hmm. Native Americans, natives, Indians. I didn't know about it. Okay. It was cool. this looser branch of like the Boy Scouts type stuff. Okay. And our dads would take us camping. We used to have to make our own moccasins, our own leather vests. Nice. Nowadays, it's kind of a shame they call it mm-hmm. cultural appropriation, probably. But we were actually allies of them, and we loved, we wanted to be like them. Yeah. So yeah. we're not even I allowed to saying. love other mm-hmm. cultures in a sense. We were loving the culture. Right. Yeah. So it's kind yeah, of I a weird thing. Mm-hmm. So that exposure. Okay. Then you fast forward to okay. later in life. Then I start seeing that research shows that they believe that maybe the cyanide B seventeen inside the pits of fruit might help fight off diseases. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. Wow. Then. That's I, really interesting because I didn't know that either. And I feel like that's food is very interesting and you're really good with food. Like, you know, you know a lot about it. Yeah. So, well, and. That's great. And then they came up with these, the, something called these gurus called grounding and earthing. Okay. You know what that is? No. When you walk around barefooted and reconnect to the earth and I'm like. Oh, okay. And I'm like. B- so you been doing this. I'm like, BS, like grounding and oh earthing, gosh. Mr. Guru. It's called walking around barefooted. We've been doing it for millennia. Like, what? Like, right, now right. you got a title mm-hmm. for it because we're so disconnected, right? And yeah. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no title allowed. It's called walking around barefooted. Exactly. So, right. Because I'd been doing this thing that gurus were teaching my whole life, right? Yeah. Like, those guys are in the, you know, middle of nowhere on barefoot. And yeah. And I don't know. Now I make a living on crazy, right? Pretty much kind of on TV almost doing it, right? So, yeah. And so, you're like an expert. So, yeah. So That's it's different. like, so then we get into one more aspect. Then they discover that the melatonin in bee venom actually mm-hmm. kills cancer cells in the body. Oh my gosh. So wow. this all gets revealed. That's amazing. Yeah, this all gets revealed to me later in life. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm like going, sure. well, holy crap. Yeah. Accidentally, oh I stumbled into all this stuff that's like supposed to be super healthy that's for me. Really that, interesting. that I was told not mm-hmm. to do by all the adults. Yeah, like some of those old myths and things you hear as a kid that's actually good for you. So then maybe then that helped you to, you know, be stronger and be like really talented and be able to do all these outdoor things. Too. Yeah. So, the, so what it gets into, if I would have listened to all the adults, I may have been mm-hmm. proactively improving my health just by being wow. defiant and wanting to run around yeah. barefoot and catch bees oh for my mischief. Gosh. Yeah. So now awesome. here's, now here's where it gets into, then all of a sudden I started taking uh, survival courses. Okay. In like 1999. Where did you take them? And I'll tell you why. Because mm-hmm. Y2K was coming. And I don't know if you remember oh, yeah. okay. that planes were supposed to fall out of the sky and all this stuff. So I was like, all the technology was yeah. going to And I was like, well, I, w- I want to be prepared. Okay. So I actually started taking survival courses and I immersed myself okay, in the cool. wilderness for a year. Oh, okay. Training nice. in wilderness survival. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Then, mm-hmm. as a hobby, I started saving bees. And I was sharing it on Facebook. Wow, okay. How so, did you save them? Uh, if you had bees at your house, I'll remove it from the wall, put them in a bee box, and okay. take them home or give them to somebody that wants them. Okay, nice. So, okay. That's so, cool. That's good. So now, now look, we're, right now we're into mischief, playing, hobbies. And then, then you're practicing survival. And then meanwhile... My whole life, my dad took me snorkeling. I'd be snorkeling with uh, and surfing, and I'd be snorkeling okay. with uh, awesome. with uh, stingrays and all this stuff. Yeah, nice. So my dad was exposing me to nature 
very young with Indian guides, my grandmother's mm-hmm. backyard. So now this culmination, right? Right. And I was this kid on the way to school also. I would get the garden spiders that were in the web and I'd pop yeah. them in my mouth in front of the girls and spit them back out <laughs> into the web. I was oh just, I was a mischievous <laughs> little boy picking on everyone with my little brazen Yeah, yeah. I can nerve. see that. You know, it's like on the show too. I've seen you do things like that. Yeah, I do it on the show. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. On the challenge. And so nice. now check it out. It gets okay. into entrepreneurship. Okay. When one day... I realize one day this girl, she's a teacher and she knew me years ago. I used to like party with her, but I would walk her around Hermosa <laughs> beach and I would nice. show her all the edible plants and the medicinal plants. Oh, okay. And she was that's fascinated. Good. Yeah, that's good. 15 years later, she became a teacher. She mm-hmm. saw me saving bees online. Okay. And she's like, Gary. And I was crazy, but she knew me as, as my heart. He, he acts crazy, but he's, you know, a good human, right? Yeah, yeah. So she goes, sure. will you come to my school and teach the children about bees? Oh, okay. That's really nice. That's awesome. So it's still in everyone. the hobby zone, right? Yeah, yeah. So I go, sure. Okay. I show up five times, do it for free. Okay. On a fluke, they said, the company said, will you come work for us? When they saw, oh. how, good I, when they saw how good I was That's with great. children yeah, and with nature, they were like, wow, this guy is next level. Okay. Please come work for us. So I got recruited. Right. Now I'm getting a paycheck. Good. Oh my gosh. Now we're getting into entrepreneurship. Yeah. Okay. And then around that time, mm-hmm. one reason they recruited me, I was in the media. I saved a 19-year-old kid's life wow. in Palos Verdes oh in a cave gosh. in the ocean. Yeah, I've seen the, I've been there. You know, the ocean is really nice. They have all the cliffs there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I brought him back with CPR. It was all caught on camera and it went viral around the world. So he was in the ocean and you swam and saved him. And I jumped in and risked my life wow. and saved him. I got the Carnegie Hero Medal for that. That's which, amazing. Which the old billionaire Carnegie had a trust fund yeah. set up to where if a civilian risked their life to save a life, mm-hmm. they get this medal. And I got $6,000. Wow, that and, is so cool. Oh and a scholarship to go wherever I want. I haven't used it yet. Do you still talk to that guy that you say you do? No, we don't talk anymore. He was a Muslim okay. kid. And Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. And that's a really nice story. And the Muslims yeah. taught me. We need me, more people doing things like this nowadays. Well, they took me, they invited me to their house for Eid to break fast. Okay. And they're the ones that taught me, there's a saying in, in the Muslim world, in the Quran or something that says, if you save one life, do you saved thousand or if you've saved one life oh. you saved humanity yeah and they told me this and then they, awesome. then they That's sat really me down nice. and told me about this whole book dedicated to bees in in the quran oh, so okay. i learned about you know about their culture so anyways that's really funny how it all like connects there yeah i'm sharing all this because it will come into the culmination of entrepreneurship yeah and the show and it kind yeah. of like leads to that too it does wow. because mm-hmm. that was viral around the world okay meanwhile this company hired me i wasn't on tv yet uh-huh. To be a kayak guide on the L.A. River. L.A. River Expeditions oh, okay. is a company I work for. Nice. And I take mm-hmm. people on tours up and down the river. I did that for free at first, too. They asked me to be an educator, and then they said, will you work wow. for us? So hmm. these two jobs. That's really cool. They I started out doing you. for free out of passion, and then they hired mm-hmm. me. So nice. now there's an income. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just from loving nature. So the That's le- really cool. Yeah, the lesson here is mm-hmm. I was passionate. I love nature. Yes. The nature mm-hmm. gave me love back. The bees gave me love by giving me a job. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Right? It's just like, yeah, I totally came back to you. So mm-hmm. then I'm out on the water playing in the ocean. Okay. And I realize 
I know a lot about this ocean. Yeah. And the coastline. Mm-hmm. This is worth something. I'm going to start a business and figure out how to get paid to play on the beach. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's like the best job. It's like yep. a dream job. So now sure. I'm getting paid to kayak on the LA River. Okay. I'm getting paid to teach children. I became a garden teacher. I'm getting paid to wow, eat organic okay. food in a garden and teach children how to grow their own food and teaching them about bees. That's really good. Yeah. Wow. And, and then... That's awesome. That's really important now. And then... Mm-hmm. The... When that thing went viral, saving that kid, that's how yeah. Naked and Afraid found me. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. I didn't, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, so... That's really cool. So they see this guy on TV... Okay. ...saving a life... They look into him. He's a teacher mm-hmm. of nature and a survivalist. Mm-hmm. So was, he had a really good skills. Well, and what was the perfect backstory and the perfect story for mm-hmm. a guy that you would want to have on this type of show, right? I never even right, really right. watched the challenge or anything. Oh, you didn't? Okay. Cool. So I do the interviews. I get on there. Uh-huh. I'm really good on wild on TV and I become a fan favorite. Oh, right. I right. go every year for seven years. So now yeah. I travel mm-hmm. the world. I live off the land. I have mm-hmm. custom tours that I do. Okay. What's your website, Gary? Oh, uh, GaryGolding.com or Tarzan okay. of Los Angeles, Tarzan of Los Angeles, and okay. at Tarzan of Los Angeles 1 on Instagram. How much time do we have left? Okay. Awesome. Because we're going to get into some other stuff. Okay. So now check it out. Mm-hmm. So my life passion and playfulness, then yeah. this is one more good part of the story that I want to kind of... And I'll wrap it up. And we want to know a little bit of like what's it like being on the show. Yeah, we're going to get into that. Okay. So the entrepreneurship, all of a sudden I'm getting paid to bring bees to schools. I'm getting stung in front of the children by the bee to show them how to remove the stinger. Yeah. And I'm letting the bee go in class because it doesn't have a stinger and they're all screaming. (laughs) And I look around the class and I realize as an adult, as an adult, I'm looking around the class, I realize... Mm I'm getting paid to do what I did for mischief as a kid. Yeah, oh my gosh. It's all like... Literally, right? right <laughs> so hey, I'm oh, going, oh my great. gosh, I took my mischief and my love mm-hmm. of nature <laughs> and I actually turned it into... An income. An income. Yeah. A job that I love. And so, nice. you know mm-hmm. that saying, if you, uh, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life, right? Right. And right. Mm-hmm. so I fell into that. And now yeah. it's about just constantly growing it. Right. For and sure. No, I mean, I've seen you, like, on the show, you know, you do, like, the similar things, too. I've seen you, like, on some episodes teaching other people about, like, the, you know, biology and the plants and things to eat and, like, you know, dealing with the bees and the food and things. Yeah, I mean, I'm, pro- I'm the most famous naked beekeeper in the world, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, it's like, people always, I get those things sent to me all the time of those guys harvesting honey and some without protection. And, you know, I'm out there doing it twice on the challenge i've done it twice but yeah. naked harvesting bees right <laughs> uh hunt beehives have and you ever got stung on the show yeah i get stung 60 times they have a lot of different bugs there too i get stung show. 60 times in an hour i've been really wow oh yeah they have imagine that show is so interesting to me because like i'm always like so curious like how do you survive you know like it's so tough like you literally have nothing and you have to survive you know for like 21 days and well, find me, your food let me put it in perspective shelter. One thing, this is one thing that'll put it in perspective. Okay. When you gather firewood and stack it next to you in your shelter. Yeah. Just to get a drink of water, you have to gather wood, light it on fire, Mm -hmm. boil the water, let it cool off. We're talking two to three hours just to get a drink of water. 
Wow. You have to work yeah. for a drink of water. And then oh my gosh. when you gather mm-hmm. firewood and stack it in your shelter, do you know what else you're stacking in your shelter? No. This is what people don't think of. Right. No. Scorpions, centipedes, oh spiders, ants, wow. snakes, and other bugs you've never seen in your life that yeah. live in the wood. Right, right. So oh you stack gosh. that right next to you while you're sleeping. <laughs> and when you grab mm-hmm. it in the middle of the night, you're yeah. hopefully you don't grab one and get stung. Uh-huh. But right when you throw that log on the fire, yeah, guess what happens? It all gets killed. No. No? They all come rushing out. Oh, my gosh. So now you got scorpions and ants all running out of this log, running under you, oh. running across you. So people don't think of this part, right? <laughs> right Imagine right. being able to sleep and keep the fortitude mm-hmm. to, to be calm enough while there's a scorpion running across your body to not, like, smash yes. it. Because if you smash it, it's going to sting you. Oh, so you got to, like, let it happen. Oh my gosh! And 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 like flick it, right? Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you got to have it's a mindset, right? That's why it's good you have like those really good skills, because I think you have to be really, really skillful to be on that show. Like some people think it looks easy, but I think it's a lot tougher than people think. Just oh, watching. it's yeah. Like they really leave us alone at night. Oh, okay. And if a cat jumps on you, you're fighting a cat. We sign up to die. <laughs> and and so now check it out on the other challenge the last one standing you saw i got a bunch of bird eggs right 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 Mm -hmm. and so in that was cool in some of those bird eggs when i popped them in my mouth and i ate them yeah there was a chick inside of them okay and i had bit down and i ate a little baby chick oh okay so i mean you had to survive right well i you don't expect it right so on that note okay so what is this we have here now i brought you something to eat today (laughs) all right Oh my gosh, I, should I be nervous? <laughs> Some eggs. Should you be nervous? Probably if Gary's going to offer you food. <laughs> now, what I want to share, hey, what I want to share on the challenge, I'm the only survivalist that's allowed to wear his logo on his clothing. So I make very clear I went okay. on this challenge for one reason and one reason only to carry a message to humanity. Consume as little as possible because if every human being on earth did this today, the planet would be cleaner by tomorrow. Wow, wow. And so that's what Definitely. I teach the that's children in my assemblies. Sure. Okay, so okay. there's a purpose for me to go on and there. we really need that nowadays, for sure. Yeah. So, anyways, on that note, okay. do, you, what, do you want to have something that Gary... Okay, you go you first. you want to eat something with Gary? Maybe you go first. How do you eat it? What is this, exactly? This is called balut. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, the Filipinos eat it. Now it does it, not look like a regular egg yolk. No, what it is, it's a juxtated little baby bird to three weeks of juxtation. <laughs> okay. And oh it's got gosh. little feet and everything. What? Yes. <gasps> okay. What kind of bird is this? I think, I don't know. It's a duck. I'm not even sure. Okay. But look. Oh my gosh. Wow. This is called <gasps> balut. Okay. Oh my gosh. So there is... Those are feet. And there's like the yolk there. Yeah. Oh my God. Do you want to eat one with me? <laughs> okay, I'll try it. Or do you want to take a bite? I'll try I'll eat one with you. I'll try You'll it. eat one with me? Okay. You'll yeah. eat some one? She's crazy. <laughs> I wouldn't. There's a. Oh hey, God. this is a true story. Maybe I'll take a little bite and hey, just taste it first. <laughs> hey, uh, this is a true story. Some of the survivalists on the challenge, I had uh-huh. a couple of them tell me. I remember Max, I brought back an armadillo and yeah. we were hungry uh-huh. and he goes, I always said if I would never eat anything Gary brought back. <laughs> and the next thing you know they don't they're trust you. <laughs> No, and the next thing you know they're eating it. 
<laughs> right? So, yeah, yeah. They because so, what I'm known for is to eat, and, and I really pick on them. I'm like, what are you doing out here? What's the weirdest thing if you, you don't? If you're not going to eat like a caveman, then what the heck yeah. are you doing out here? Right, you have to survive. You need some Oops, food. darn it. Oh okay, gosh. so, are you down for this? Oh my God, okay. Oh so Ashley's going to eat Balut with Gary Golding. Okay, and I'll tell you guys. the truth. <laughs> I've eaten little chicks in eggs in the wild, Okay. but I've never eaten Balut. Oh my gosh! Okay. So well, this is sorry. me and your first time both. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait. Maybe I need well, a trash on. can nearby. Uh, so <laughs> you might. No. Here, let me grab you one. There's a bucket there. We have one here. Okay. Ready. A salute. Here, let's There's do like this. There's veins in it. Hey. Oh my gosh. Hey. Okay. Yeah, let's do this. A salute. Okay. Cheers. A salute with balut. <laughs> me and Ashley are eating a Filipino dish called balut, which is a bird. <laughs> Juxtated oh to three gosh. weeks old. All right. Let's... Are you ready? All right. I think so. I don't expect you to fit the whole thing in your mouth, by the way. I think I'm like nervous. Like, what is going on in here? Mine has veins. Yeah, you you might you might get a beak. Who knows? Oh Let, my. God. Let's find out. I've never eaten it. You ready? <gasps> okay. Here we go. I think so. mm. Holy moly. Okay. It's so. It's different. This part's hard. Did you eat the, what is that? I don't know, but it's hard. It feels like cartilage. <laughs> oh my God. This is like, what is, there's like all this stuff happening inside of here. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh my God. I think I have an eyeball. Look, is that an eyeball? Right there? I'm known for eating eyeballs. You want to, there's an eyeball right here. I've eaten some eyeball. Eat it. You eat the eyeball, Ashley. The, the bird eyeball? Yes. Eat the eyeball. Now. Go. Uh. Let's ask that bird what it sees. <laughs> uh huh. Oh my god! I've never ate a animal eyeball. You never ate an animal eyeball? No. I've eaten alligator eyeballs, <laughs> impala eyeballs, catfish oh eyeballs god. raw because Amber made me eat one raw. Oh, she did? Mm-hmm. Oh and then God. she tried to take one after me and eat it and yeah. almost vomited. And yeah. it was her idea. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Oh. oh we got God. napkins. All right. Huh, I don't go. know what this is. This is like yolk or something? And it looks like the yolk grown up or something. I've never seen it. I didn't go through that. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. Ashley, describe what it is. Tell me. You, you, ate, an ant, you ate a little... Bird that's been gestated in the egg for three or four weeks and to turned into something here, and now you're eating it. It looks like it's kind of like the bird is like half dead, and you're eating it. Half <laughs> dead? Bird I think it's all of a nest or something here, and you you're mean, eating it. Yeah, it's look like you can see the whole thing here, and it's like th a lot that, going on. And that bird actually had a chance at life, <laughs> <laughs> and you're eating them. Eyeballs and all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eyeball. Eyeballs oh and all, Ashley. Eyeball, hey, guys. welcome to the world <laughs> of Gary Golding. Naked and afraid. Yep. So when do you go to a restaurant, do you say, don't cook the food? Let me just go back and uh, bonk it on the head oh and eat gosh. it here? No, actually, I. Wow. Uh, tonight I'm going to go over here to Fashion Island. I'm going to go just eat out of the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I'm Why just not? kidding. <laughs> Oh, my God. But oh I do have a YouTube God. video where I fed 50 people on Skid Row from a trash dumpster. Wow. Um, with food that's pristine, by the way. You're not going to eat that? No, you want to eat I'm, like, nervous still. Oh, my God. What, what a chicken. 
I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I want a chicken or duck or whatever this is. She's but I'm ducking saying, her obligation oh to You're the chicken, what is it? Ashley. What is this? That's just a little behind her, his head or something. I don't know what here. this is here. I know, that's hard. What is, yeah, what is this thing? I don't know, but Probably I ate his head. it. <laughs> I ate it. Oh my God. Well, at least it, it is cooked, so. Yeah. It looks live, but it is cooked, they said, so. It's hard. It's like cartilage. I what tried it. That? Now, do you do you eat just know. raw food? I mean, like if, if you found uh, certainly bugs, you probably eat a live bug. But would you eat something, oh a mouse God. or something? Would you just the the famous story of uh, Ozzy Os, uh, Osborne biting a head off a chicken? I don't know if it ever really happened. If that's just no, it's a true story. He bit the head off of a dove when he was trying to get a record deal. Um, when Sharon, his wife, regenerated him mm-hmm. and found him, right. And the story is those white doves. He went to he he planned on throwing it out the window at the record company, right? And thought it would fly away. But if I've seen this happen before too, when you let those white doves go, they turn around and come back because they don't live in the wild. They're like, what? Where am I going to go? <laughs> right. So it flew back in the window, and Ozzy, out of frustration, bit the head off of it. Oh my god! It wasn't planned. But guess what? He got the record deal. <laughs> so I can relate, and here's why. Here's yeah. my point. Mm-hmm. Because, There's like two I, more I, now listen, because I found a head on XL4. Remember, a head's part of my story. I brought that head back and lived off of it. Yeah, so me, I by fluke, like it. Ozzy Osbourne, right. ate a head and it became part of my identity. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Holy smokes, right? So you just grab, I, I say that life is, is, a, is a series of accidents. Yeah. And you just mm-hmm. got to recognize the ones and grab a hold of them and turn them into right. opportunities. Yeah, for sure. Trust the universe. So kind of nice. what's great to wrap up this story about me, a kid yeah. swallowing seeds, mm-hmm. running around barefooted, getting stung by bees for fun, turns <laughs> into a freaking career. <laughs> and traveling all over. And, and traveling all over the world. Living, I've lived the most days <laughs> naked off the land in Africa out of all the survivalists, 103. Wow, so I've traveled right. the world, turned my wild, mischievous, Defiant, because defiance is, I want freedom, so that's one reason I choose to live the way I do, too. So I've turned this defiant, mischievous little boy into a grown man that still plays the same (laughs) way, but only found a way to make a living. That's amazing. And my dad taught me to snorkel when I was five. I call Uh my dad all the time. Is he watching the show? Yeah, yeah, he watches the show, him and his friends in Hawaii. And I call my dad all the time. I go, look, man, you had no idea. You could say... You can't say you never sent me to college because I turned what you did for fun as a kid into my business. That's amazing. And my dad said to me this. He goes, yeah, you know what's funny about that? He goes, I was just broke and I just bought a mask and snorkel because it was something free to go do all the time. (laughs) And so I just taught you how to do it because we could go do it for free all the time. Oh, my gosh. That's an amazing story. So, like, you guys are the same, too. Yeah. So the entrepreneurship is I literally took all this Mm -hmm. stuff – and it helps you being on the show like helps you yeah and I sunk into gratitude Mm -hmm. and I realized being born and raised in California I woke up and I said holy crap I was born in paradise yeah and I'm gonna and I'm gonna capitalize on it and 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 I'm gonna find a way to enjoy this as much as I can because I went through those teenage years where I complained and I moaned and cried about life you know those teenage years yeah and I looked Mm -hmm. around in the world and got perspective and I was like Dude, you better shut up because if you're complaining, you're greedy. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, we are lucky out here, definitely. And nature, I think, is always, like, helpful for, you know, a lot of different ways and stuff. Oh, well, I'll give you two prime examples. Uh, nature, it, it cures diseases, and, and we're here to master mm-hmm. plants. A lot of people don't know that you're here to master plants, I'll, and I'll do, give a quick rundown. Are you, like, a vegan, too? No. No, okay. I just ate balut oh, yeah, in front of you. <laughs> and because meat's very healthy for you. And from a man yeah. who lives off the land, it's funny when I debate with people, they try to debate with me. A guy at my age that's still whipping out backflips and living like Tarzan, Tarzan off the land, they try to tell yeah, me. Yeah, you're like healthier than everybody. Yeah, I'm pretty healthy for my age, right? Do you still, do you like live for off any the land age. out here? Well, yeah, in the sense that I get paid to take people kayaking on the river and snorkeling in the ocean yeah. and, and kayaking. And you find stuff there you can eat? Uh, like oh yeah, so I do. I have some tours I do where I take you. We snorkel. We pull up a bunch of sea urchins and eat them raw on the beach. Okay. Sometimes cool. I'll eat the if, if if a client complains about the seaweed rubbing them because they're creeped out by it. Oh, okay. I'll go knock it off and I'll grab some and I'll eat it because <laughs> it's got iodine and all these powerful nu- nutrients in it. Yeah, people do eat it. So Sushi. people. So the knowledge of plants is the knowledge of everything because if I give you, I'll give you mm-hmm. two elements. You know a disease where your teeth fall out and your hair falls out? They get it on the ships. You know what that's called? No. Scurvy. Okay. You ever hear of scurvy? I think it sounds familiar. Okay. Well, the cure mm-hmm. is oranges. Wow. Limes. Vitamin C. Vitamin C. Nice. Okay. And then UTIs. Do you, so know, what, do you know what would help a UTI? No. Cranberry juice. Cranberries. Huh. So you have, you have nice. to tell people what a UTI is. Urinary tract infection. Yeah, urinary tract infection. Illnesses. So these, so these are two illnesses mm-hmm. where the answer is plants. Right, right. So imagine if you knew all the remedies to every illness. Yeah. They exist. Right. That's true. I believe that for sure. Do you ever run into traditional shamans or medicine men or t- in tribes in remote areas and they show you how they consume plants to fight? I haven't done that as much as I would like um, mm-hmm. because I had the gift of being sent to Africa, to the Amazon, but I've always had stuff calling me back home. I've always wanted mm-hmm. to stay. Right. You know, what was your favorite place? Your fa- What's your favorite? Africa. Really? Okay. Africa. And I'll tell you why. Yes. Mm-hmm. No bugs compared, okay. compared to the jungle. Yeah. I lived off tarantulas in Belize and, um, really? oh my gosh. But, okay. and Africa too, because of this, mm-hmm. when you look around, you are surrounded by so much powerful wildlife. I, one day, wow. three, 300 mm-hmm. elephants came out of the hills and just played oh in the water. Mm-hmm. I was chased by elephants. There's impalas and zebras everywhere and wildebeest. Yes. I, I had a leopard run right past me. Hyenas run right past me. So it's like, that is so cool. I'm, li- I'm living in like a... Do you get nervous though when you see these animals? Well, yeah. Because you don't have like no weapons or anything, too. No, I had to run like a football field from a from a bull <laughs> elephant trying to kill me. <laughs> oh, my God. In, in, in cool. Africa. And not yeah. only are you afraid, yeah. you're naked. <laughs> yeah. Barefooted, trying to outrun an elephant in Africa. Add to the, what does that add yeah. to the whole element of being naked? Is that just really stripping you down to nothing here? And I'll tell you, that's a good question. People always say, why naked? And I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. There's a story that I was told by one of the producers that one of the creators... You know how in hotels, uh, motels, there would be a Bible in the drawer? Right. Yeah. He cracked open the Bible. Gideon's Bible, I think, is the one. Gideon's Bible. Right? The the Gideons put Bibles in all the... Yes. And so he cracked it open and it said, and Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden and they were naked and they were afraid. So it's based off of after the apple was eaten. Remember, they get Mm -hmm. their feet. It said you will be sore underfoot. And then they were ashamed. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of based on meeting a stranger naked and being and feeling the pain. Because before that, it was the Garden of Eden. They didn't feel pain. Yeah. After that apple got eaten, mm-hmm. the suffering started. So I was told it was based right. on that. Wow, that's interesting. I didn't even know that. And then, let's be honest, it makes, it makes people go, why naked? There's a sexual tension, the whole bit, meeting a stranger naked. Is it ever like, do you ever get nervous about it? Like being with other people? What, have them look at me naked? Being naked on the show? As, I got, as I got seven cameras around me and, <laughs> and rangers and sound guys and cast members all staring at me naked all the time. That's that's what I do. Um, nah, you know. You, or maybe you get used to it. You get used to it. So. And plus, you know, you're kind of like, well, tough, you know. Yeah. But, uh, and why does it make a particularly men, me, I can think of, it's bad enough to be out in the middle of nowhere have to survive on bugs and slugs and anything I, I can plant and anything I can do to, to keep going here with no, nothing to protect me. But somehow, if you're naked, you think, I'm going to get burned or bit or something in these places. I don't know. It's I've pretty sensitive the there. Yeah. Oh, I tell you, on that note, Jeremy, my partner on XL4, he got bit on the penis by a spider yeah, right. <laughs> oh he's because you know brown recluse right people get stuff oh, amputated right, right. Yeah. man he stared at his penis for three days just like <laughs> just to see if it was growing because to see if he oh should leave gosh. right yeah and yeah. it messed him up and and uh one wow. guy he got bit by a wasp and it swelled up and so yeah and it, i don't oh, want to get bit anywhere but i certainly don't want to get bit on my butt or my penis or something yeah my private parts <laughs> here you know that are usually covered up and protected here. and what you're not thinking about what i experienced <laughs> imagine walking through tall grass grass has like there's a sawgrass. Oh, yeah. oh man it's cutting you up and you're like Paper oh my god cuts all over yourself yeah, yeah so you gotta hold your junk and walk through tall grass it's i mean stuff yeah, stuff anybody... that you just don't think of because it right, seems that right. what little mm-hmm. i know about Primal, tri- primitive, tribal, primitive societies. It seems that even in the earliest cavemen, they started to cover themselves up. Those parts of the body they did. Some cover people make clothes, up. don't they? Yeah, the you show? make clothes if you can, and okay. and uh, but uh, shoes, especially because oh. shoes are huge. Like it's funny when I hear people say, "Yeah, I've always wanted to like commune with nature naked and live off the wild." I thought. People that say oh that have never lived off the land naked. Because <laughs> right. I tell you, clothes go a lot farther than you think, yeah, people. Right. There's been times when I've been shivering, shivering, oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's just just that perfect temperature where it's a little bit above. I wouldn't shiver if it was two degrees warmer. Yeah. And I, oh, what I would have do for a cotton shirt. Yeah. yeah oh right. my gosh. You and know, you just, just a short sleeve cotton shirt would make that difference, right? How do you shirt would how be do you paradise, do- right? What do you, how do you do, like, what do you do to survive that? You make a blanket or something out of the plants? Yeah, you try or you, or you shiver or sometimes if it's unbearable wow. because you'll go back to the fire and just sit okay. by it and try to warm up and. Oh my God. Do you ever just go make up so and then they come and run, bring a blanket on the, in between takes or something? No, I wish there was such a thing, but Hey, <laughs> on that note, on that note, it's imagine working because some days, some challenges are 60 days. I've gone 43 and imagine wow. working for two months straight without even a 10-minute break. Yeah, that's how it is for you guys. Huh? Yeah, we like what I'm getting at mm-hmm. is even sleeping is hard labor yeah. because that fire burns when it's really cold out mm-hmm. or there's bugs across you. Just you got to feed it, yeah, re- nervous, regenerate right? it. If it dies down, you wake oh, okay. up shivering and you got to regenerate the fire. Right. So even sleeping is labor. Do you, I feel like on dirt, sometimes I'm on morning, ground. 
Yeah, I'm thinking maybe you should like sleep during the day and at night you can stay up. There's times you have to. Yeah, okay. where it's like was so cold because I will tell you this, being a survivalist, yeah. sleep is more important than food. Wow. Yeah, one night okay. without sleeping, you are beat. I mean, try it in our yeah. society. We could go days without food, but man, a few nights yeah. without sleep, one night without sleep, you get headaches. I know, I get dizzy. And yeah. so you, what you're saying is true. There's times I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have to go find a spot in the sun and sleep because I didn't get it last night. Right, right, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's nerve-wracking at night because the animals and then everything happening and bugs. and. Oh, yeah, you hear cold. noises. I, I had a partner. On, I feel like I would be so scared. <laughs> yeah, I had a partner on one challenge, just to give you on that note right there. It was her first time I did it with a fan. Okay. And, one, one minute. Okay. Two minutes left. So she... she she was so scared that she stayed up for three nights in a row listening. So I slept like a baby because I had an alarm system. <laughs> so, so on that note, right. Ashley, oh my gosh. I don't know if you want, do you want me to share a takeaway? Do you have like what some do we ad- learn from yeah, this? Do you have yeah. some advice for everybody, you know, about nature? Yeah. What I want to say is this. We all have a cause. Fossil fuels aren't necessarily bad. Plastics aren't necessarily bad. There's advances in, in medical technology that saved lives. Premies need little tubes. So it's how we use it, how much we use of it. You know, we're a, a species with almost 8 billion where people are complaining about the, the hand that, fe- the, that feeds them, like fossil fuel. We wouldn't be here without it. Mm-hmm. Right. We just need to all scale back everything we do. If you like meat, eat it only when you need it. If you need to drive somewhere so just everything as little as possible because every single single it's like a hammer a hammer can can break a window and smash a window or build a beautiful house it's not black and white i want everybody to know that yeah that's so, good so think about mm-hmm. what you're complaining about because you're probably complaining about something that we might need like like bottled water it's great to use mm-hmm. in a hurricane to drop in to save lives but not out of convenience all the time and that's my point that I want to get across. Okay. Nice. All right. Thank How do they so find much, you? Gary. Give us the websites and everything again. I am GaryGolding.com or Tarzan of Los Angeles. I do tours all over California. I do appearances and assemblies for children. That's where the motivational speaker part comes in. And mm-hmm. at Tarzan of Los Angeles 1 on Instagram. And that's where you can see most of my stuff right there. All right, everybody, make sure you go there. Make sure you contact Gary for some outdoor classes, snorkeling. And I'll make you eat some crazy stuff. <laughs> and where do they get your book, my, Ashley? My book is on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, Ferocious Skills. And you guys can find it there. So Wait, what's ferocious, it called? Ferocious Sell Skills. Huh? Ferocious Skills. Ferocious Sell Skills. Ferocious. 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 Like a ferocious oh, lion. <laughs> okay. Ferocious Sells Skills, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's why she brings people like you on. She wants the lion <laughs> and all of us to come alive here. This is very interesting, too, I have to say. This egg. I don't know. We have two left, so we still have lunch, guys. <laughs> not for yeah, there you go. We're not going to go hungry here. Thanks for coming in, guys, here. Yep. Rah! Well, there you have it. One more reason to tune in each and every time to the real world of sales with our real world sales coach, Ashley V, right here in Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Streaming live from our studios here at the University of California Irvine's Beale Flight Innovation Center.